Welcome back to Marriage Monday. Thank you so much for joining with us. Thank you for sharing via social media. I love when people tag me and I get to see um, how Marriage Monday is being shared and also where it's being shared from. So thank you, thank you, thank you for just thinking of other people and building their marriages one Monday at a time. Today I want to talk about fairy tales. I want to talk about make-believe because I believe that it is wreaking havoc on our current like today's day and age, marriage. Yes, fairy tales, make-believe. Now, let me make a statement and then I just really want to really explain it because I just I want you to understand where I'm coming from. You see, too many spouses have confused marriage with make-believe. Let me say that again. Too many spouses have confused marriage with make-believe. There is so often that we can inflict pain, anguish, uh, dissatisfaction on our marriage simply because of make-believe. Now, let me go after something, uh, kind of a strong statement here, is I do not, I repeat, I do not believe pornography ever has a place in the life of an individual, let alone a marriage. I just don't think. I think there are too many things that absolutely uh, works through pornography to destroy a life. And in the life of a marriage specifically, I think it distor- it, it perverts intimacy and distorts expectancy. Let me say that again. Pornography, it perverts intimacy and it distorts expectancy. It perverts how you should be intimate with your spouse, specifically sexually and even beyond just sexuality, but it also distorts what you should expect from your spouse. And now there are numbers of you that are thinking to yourself, well, we don't watch porn. We don't involve ourselves with porn. And maybe because you've only defined porn based upon sexually explicit material that is on a screen, whether it's your TV screen, computer screen, phone screen, or whatever, uh, magazine, whatever the, the avenue is, that's what you kind of define pornography as. But I would submit to you this, that there's another type of pornography that I would call emotional pornography. Emotional pornography. And what that is, is when we become addicted to living off of maybe not uh, naked bodies and sexually explicit material, but we are living off of storylines and we take those storylines that we view, that we see. And the storyline could come from a movie. It could come from a TV show. It could come from watching people's Instagram images or Insta stories. Maybe you have formed a storyline just by watching your favorite social media influencer and you're thinking to yourself, well, if that's how their marriage is, why should my marriage be like that and so often we can begin to just get almost emotionally i'm gonna this is gonna sound strong aroused by those storylines and we live off of it we feed off of it and what it ends up doing to our relationship is if we're not careful it will end up completely perverting our intimacy and intimacy is more than sexuality but it can affect our sexuality and it will also distort what we should expect from our spouse and quite often i will end up with a couple in my office for which one of them developed a storyline they had some sort of story some narrative that they've built up in their head and it has caused so much dissatisfaction in their marriage because their spouse can't even live up to that fairy tale, that make-believe world that has been conjured in the head of the individual because they have been feeding off of this narrative, this storyline that has developed from some movie, some show, from something on social media. 
And that's and that's something that we've got to get back to the real world with. We've got to get back to what real life is supposed to be. Um, I think it was that the great 80s song, Back to Life, Back to Reality. That's what we need to get ourselves into, the place where we can toss aside the things that maybe are causing dissatisfaction and, and getting into the things that actually develop satisfaction in our marriage. So today I want to help you develop satisfaction by getting into the real world. And I'm not saying that you're not allowed to watch TV any longer. I'm not saying you're not allowed to watch social media, but I'm watching people nowadays that are making some drastic decisions, some very great decisions. They begin to set up boundaries with what they let into their eye gate, into their ear gate, so that they are not developing things in their head that are unhealthy expectations, like they're wanting their spouse to play a part that their spouse was never meant to play. And I want to help give those healthy, that healthy real world ways to help build up healthy relationships. So there's three things I want you to work on, and it's this. Number one, work. Real world, real world marriage takes work. I mean, healthy marriage, it doesn't happen through osmosis. It doesn't just happen. For some of you here, you may have built up storylines with certain individuals that you think, wow, marriage comes easy to them, and you're saying it based upon what you've seen um, on TV or what you're reading on their feed. Real marriage doesn't just happen. It just You don't just bump into healthy marriage. It takes work. It takes work for two people, a man and a woman, to come together, coming from different realms of life, from different parents, from different bloodlines, different backgrounds, sometimes different nationalities. It takes work to make that thing come together. It's one thing that when I read Scripture, we know that in Scripture that we have salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. But we also have a responsibility, the Scripture says, to work out out that salvation through fear and trembling. That means that Jesus has saved us, but we also have to work on our faith. We have to work on our life uh, because there's a part of us that doesn't want to follow Jesus. There's a nature in us that wants to do our own thing. And when it comes to marriage, marriage takes work because by nature we can be very selfish and we want things to surround our own likes and our own our own needs, our own wants, instead of doing what Scripture says and serving one another. And when you want to serve one another, to create a healthy Christ-centered marriage that takes work. Secondly, it takes patience. So real-world marriage takes work, and it also takes patience. And it's something that I've got to remind myself is that if God has been patient with me, how much more patient, patient should I be with other people? And how about this? Here, I'll ask this. How much patience should you show your spouse when you think about how patient they are supposed to be with you? How patient are you, should you be with your spouse when you think about how patient they have been with you? Now, I I laugh when I think about that because um, the go-to comment from my wife, it's always been the cutest thing for 20 plus years, is she's like, you put up with me? I'm such a treat. That's always been the way she describes herself. She's such a treat. That's like the go-to joke that she has because we both know that we both, Anne and I, have challenging personalities. Um, Our Enneagrams are, are completely different. Our personality types are different. And so we just know that it takes hard work, but it takes patience dealing with, listening to, communicating to, working working with somebody that is not like us and that takes and that takes patience so real world marriage takes work it takes patience and lastly it takes commitment commitment work patience commitment 
And commitment to me, it's more than just showing up. Commitment says I show up every single day. I remember my first ever football practice ever, seventh grade. I showed up at the football practice and in the middle of calisthenics, like we're just doing warm-ups and we're doing stretches. And I had a friend of mine quit. He said, this is too hard. And I remember just kind of laughing to myself. I'm like, dude, we, we haven't even touched a pad yet. We haven't even touched a football yet. And you just didn't want to do the calisthenics. We didn't even do a lot of running yet. Commitment is more than just showing up. Commitment says, I show up every single day. I show up every single day. Yesterday was bad, but I have another day. Yesterday was good, but we don't end there. We show up another day. Why? Because we gave a commitment on the day of our wedding. And commitment wasn't just for a moment. It was for a life. And there's a line, again, I'll give you an example from our marriage. There's a line that I will say to my spouse, my wife, all the time is, thank God that you married me. Thank God that you put up with me. I like saying that one too. Thank you for putting up with me. Every once in a while, she'll say that to me. But it's it's that acknowledgement that we are committed to this thing. And we are committed to working on it day by day, week by week, month by month, year by year. That we don't, we don't operate in such a way. You cannot operate such a way with an end game in mind. You operate as if there is no end. That we are in this commitment together till death do us part. part. So again, too many spouses have confused marriage with make-believe, but in this real world of marriage, if you want health, you want vitality, stop serving a storyline that somebody has has caused you to uh, that has has given to you through a method of media or social media or whatever it may be. Don't play that game. Don't inflict upon the intimacy and the expectancy of your marriage um, uh, just a lack of health and a lack of vitality. If you want real world, real world marriage, healthy marriage, it's going to take work. It takes patience. And it takes commitment. And when you put those things together, you've got something that's going to last a lifetime. I love you guys. Thank you so much for joining with us. Continue to subscribe and pass the word along and help us to build marriage one Monday at a time. God bless.